Hello everyone and welcome to the Recasting Couch. This is the show where we take a film of old and recast it as if it's being made today. We are the hosts of the film aspect, Aaron and Brian. And today we're going to be tackling Steven Spielberg's Jaws, which came out, when did that come out? 75? 75. Oh man, the, the, my dates are on point. The, the way that I, I can just rattle them. Yeah, birth of but, the um, summer blockbuster. You've got summer blockbusters the, thanks to this movie. Hope you're all happy. <laughs> I'd like I remember watching this film like so so long ago the first time I watched it my brother was terrified and I think we'd asked to watch it because I was in a mate's house and the, the scene with the floating head yeah. was playing and I remember that I was like I kind of shat myself I was like I want to watch that I want to watch <laughs> a, a big boy film but the fact is that's not a, twi- a PG yeah no. um it's still pretty suspenseful I though. think my I think my Blu-ray's a twelve. Not sure. Mm. But um well yeah, my my Blu-ray went missing <laughs> this week, which I was looking because I wanted to watch it again. I've seen it plenty of times, but I wanted to watch it again and the thing is I've got a Blu-ray shelf behind me with you know, I select like say like thirty Blu-rays, but then I've got three boxes full of them in my cupboards. So then I have to drag them out and search through them and I just I didn't I didn't see it, so a bit disappointed with that but anyway we're going to be recasting four roles today those roles are uh vaughn which who was the the mayor played by murray hamilton uh hooper was richard dreyfus and he is the the um shark expert eh? yeah he's the nerd uh, the, the nerd and then we have quint played by robert shaw who's the grizzled sea captain and brody played by roy scheider yeah, Snyder? So. Did I miss a name? No, it's Shida. S C H G I D E R. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, anyway, that guy. Um, tell us what it's about, mate. Set of Jaws. That's what it's about. <laughs> it's just a bunch of guys who right. all have Jaws. Amity Islands, nineteen seventy-five, July Fourth weekend. There has been a shark attack the week before with a bunch of kids, uh, and a. a, a, a a teenager who was swimming nude in the sea gets attacked and eaten. But they try to pass it off as a boat propeller until a wee boy gets eaten as well. And they're like, we have to close these beaches. And the mayor's like, absolutely no way. Fourth of July weekend, mate. We need this money to get through the winter. Beaches stay open. So they hire, set out a $3,000 reward to catch this shark. And then uh, fishermen from all over come and try and catch the shark, but none of them do it. And then Quint is like, I'll catch it for 3,000, kill it for 10, and then <laughs> they all go out in Quinn's boat and kill this shark. That's pretty much it, start yeah. to finish, don't need to watch it anymore. Simplicity. Yeah. But that's that's kind of part of the, the charm of a lot of, the, that's what I like about this movie. Um, doesn't really waste any time, No, very simple premise, easy to get on board with, great performances all around, music's cracking, cinematography's cracking, I just love it all. Um, this is, I think, to... it's, uh, this is classic Spielberg. This is such an, an un, not an underrated, but people forget about people forget how good this film actually is. I find this is mm. a tremendous film, and the same with most of Spielberg's movies because you just you just he set the bar so high that mm. when anything he does, and I say I've said mm. it thousands of times, anything he does. For for that to be done by another director would be considered world class, but because he's so good at what he does, uh-huh. people just underappreciate 
the level of his filmmaking and is, is ridiculous it's still to this day ridiculous and this is such a well constructed film it's mm-hmm. ah mate it's ridiculous I'm actually when I when I track down that Blu-ray I'm going to watch it Amelia was trying to say to me did she give it a loan to anyone and I was like I don't give my Blu-rays out <laughs> <laughs> and if I do I remember and I'll harass them till they get them back which is ironic because I never give you ah, exactly you've still got three of mine <laughs> Wait, what have we got you, this the time? The good, the bad, and ugly, 12 Angry Men and Shawshank. Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, you get them back. You get, I should have them last night. I, I put the adjustment bureau through your letterbox. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, I'm going to start with the, ro- the role of Vaughn. Uh, and just somebody who's got the interest of uh, thinking of money rather than people. And I thought, you need something that's a wee bit... A sleazy guy who who probably put on a nice face or whatever, and I just went for a wee Toby Jones, because I thought he does that really like kind old kind wee guy, yeah. but also slimy wee dick as well. I think pretty well, and I think that's that you need to believe that this guy's like this guy's the the mayor, so he's going to be like you know, kissing babies and shaking hands and you need something that looks slight, you know, maybe a wee bit approachable on that end but then has that kind of creepy kind of sinister side to him. I'm not saying that this guy has a innate creepy sinister side to him but obviously it's like this person is just like, mate, like you're saying, I don't care and it's July 4th weekend, we need it to be busy yeah. even if there's going to be folk dying um, and I think I think Toby Jones could probably pull that off pretty well. That's decent, I like that. I have not chosen him though for mine. I I I need. I feel as if he gives off the the vibe. You need you need a schmoozer. You need somebody who kind of like walks into a a conversation. He's like, "Hey guys," tells you everything you want to hear, and then leaves. But is a bit of an arsehole behind the scenes sort of thing. Uh, and um, <laughs> I just that stereotypical American politician, like you were saying, kissing babies with one hand, and then you know cutting the police budget with the other hand sort of thing because we need more money <laughs> stabbing that baby yeah, with the other hand exactly and actually <laughs> somebody who has that kind of a very good like I don't know alligator smile a crocodile smile and I chose Timothy mm-hmm. Oliphant for Vaughn because I just right, think okay. he has that ah, sort yeah. of Aye. the swagger the kind of good looking you know mayor but is also mm-hmm. a bit of a dick yeah I actually really I actually like that because he, he does he does have that look to him where he's like he's got the Hollywood smile, but could be I just take that like just be a wee bit of a dick behind the scenes as well. And uh, I like that one. Thank you. Pretty pretty decent. Not bad. Um so we're going up next for Hooper. Yeah. Uh originally played by Richard Dreyfus. And I to to to, to comment on, on the potential quality of my picks, I was I, I done it very quickly. Under high pressure, Brian gave me the the time of him going away for the toilet for a wee pee <laughs> to cast this, and I came back and I actually kind of did it. So I'm not. I feel like maybe tomorrow I'll regret these, but these are the ones I'm going for right now. Hooper, Haley Joel Osment. I see dead people. The wee guy, but he's all grown up now. Yeah. He's he's got that kind of geeky look to him now. You know, like that, he, he was in, uh, I think he was in The Boys, actually, was the most recent thing I'd seen him in. And at least in season one before Billy uh, the Butcher beat him to a pulp and I think he just killed him. I'm pretty sure it's like smooshed his head. But anyway, um, I I just, because I, I was like, obviously just to kind of jog my memory, 
I was watching some clips and stuff like that, and I think Hooper kind of comes across as a as the kind of bit more approachable, kind of friendly guy. Um, you know, he's just really passionate about like this is something he's really into, and he's kind of the unsus- unexpected type to go on this kind of mission. I'd say. You know, it's it's purely his passion that's driving him to be in this kind of thing. Or even though, obviously, he's trying to look out for people and he wants to shot dead, but like, he needs he needs to he's there because he's really like you know he is a shark expert. And I just think I don't know. There's something about Haley Joel Osment that I think has that yeah bit of approachability. Um, and I I mean that's literally. <laughs> That's a bit. Nice. That's a bit. All like that's. Nice. Those are the thoughts of the length of a pee <laughs> will allow. <laughs> I went for someone who I've cast before, um, and I, I feel as if I'm typecasting him, even though he hasn't played this role very much, as the kind of as a science nerd, so to speak. But he needs that, you know, uh, everyday man sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So I've cast as Hooper Donald Glover. Just because of right. uh, it was the kind of the weird physics was in the Martian uh-huh. who saved Matt Damon according to the calculations, but he played that a bit too straight, bringing in a bit more of his own personality as the kind of fun, kind of let loose with the scientific mm. nature of which he, what he's able to do, and I think it adds, mm. um, especially with who I've cast as the other two, it adds a nice a nice dynamic. And Donald Glover is just <sighs> a guy that you want to watch. I don't know what it is about him. Mm. Yeah, I I get that's actually I think that is kind of some the kind of similar. In a way, probably better actually with Donald Glover, but like the, it is that kind of weird, approachable, slightly geeky, kind of funny, kind of charismatic uh, presence that he has. Um. Ah, oh, yeah. I mean, I I love I love them. I've said that many times. I love Donald Glover, <laughs> and I'm actually rewatching Atlanta now that it's it's on Disney Plus. Nice. I'm halfway through season one of Atlanta again, which will be like the third time I've watched it. I think I just, I think it's one of the best things ever put on television. Um, right. So next up, we've got Quint, who does a monologue a plenty. He's the the, I don't know the the ruffled. Cat, I, I was gonna try, try and think of some sort of like phrase there, but it just wasn't coming. <laughs> it just wasn't coming to me. Um, I thought a wee bit slightly outside the box here, right? And it's something I don't think anyone would expect. And it's slightly inspired by one of our recent recasts, as in the film that the original cast of one of the films we're doing. And I just thought, you know what? Fuck it. I'm putting John C. Riley in the role of Quint because I think. As we were saying, we were watching him in Gangs in New York last week or something. But I think you let him go full serious, right? You let the camera linger on him and he'll tell you about the... What was it called? The uh, Indiana... Oh, I can't remember. (sighs) But it's like his whole thing with like thousands of guys getting eaten by sharks and all this, right? You sit and let him do that, deliver that monologue. I think you've you've got a winner on your hands with that. And... If if you let it be those quiet moments, and and I think you could, you make it really intense like it is in this film. All the kind of stepbrothers or Talladega Nights or Dewey Cox and all this, it, it, that all kind of subsides away, and all you've been looking at is right into his eyes, you know. And I I just I don't know. There's just something about it when I like when I was thinking about it. I just. I was like, yeah, I'd love to see that. Yeah, I I'd like, like that. to see I that. Like that. Might be a bit of an experiment, but I'd like to see that uh, played out. Yeah, no, definitely. 
a complete shock. <laughs> I know. No, I like that. I like John Cena. Really. I went for someone who's a bit older, just because mm. I wanted to have that gruff monologue. You know, just nasty old man sort of deal uh. with this, and I've recast Quint with Ed Harris because oh, nice. Ed Harris likes a monologue. Ed Harris is he's a mean he can be a mean looking guy. Uh, and I just it just doesn't take anything for anybody. But he's also good. I think he's quite good at showing emotion without showing emotion, which I think Quint needs to do as well, especially in that monologue, you know, where they're all drinking mm-hmm. running about the table and it becomes dead serious. I just think Ed Harris can switch really well. And mm-hmm. I mean, for the first season I know this is really recent and like a tiny page in his storied career, but the first season as the man in black in Westworld, he was Aye. he was the boy. Mm-hmm. And I just I've I've got a thing <laughs> I just I think I just when I try to recast Quentin, he was the first guy that came to my head and I was like, you know what? I don't think I'm gonna get any better than this than Ed Harris for this role, so I chose him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Um so Brody, this was this was this was probably the the result of a quicker one. I kind of like it. I think he's maybe a wee bit too old, because I, I feel like he would come across as older than John C. Riley, which could unless they were you know we're talking prosthetics or whatever. So there's a potential in that, but um, I I I went for Daniel Craig because nice. I think the thing I find with with Brody is that he has like. You know he's a, he's a sheriff, isn't he? Or like, yeah. Police, aye. So like he has that kind of sternness to him, but then you have like the kind of quieter moments with his son. But it's almost like a kind of stilted relationship in a way, where he's kind of like someone who doesn't really know how to like open up with with his with his son. Um, and and I think Daniel Craig could really pull that off. And you know, is you know, see with him leaning in the top is, and I think some of the roles Daniel Craig goes for. Like, just the girl with the dragon tattoo and then we had knives out and stuff. It, it, like, I think some of his... Like, he has the choices to go for. Obviously, he's James Bond. But then he can be all these other things. Like, Layer Cake. He, he has such a diverse range to him that if you put him in this role, he's bringing wee bits of his action star stuff. Well, obviously, you don't need that to a huge degree. But, like, you have some of those elements with the human elements, with the hard man stuff. And it's all just comes together in a really nice way. That mate, when he blows up that when he blows that shark up, <laughs> I'm seeing I'm seeing that I'm seeing him squinting. Yeah, you know? yeah. So yeah, quite like that. I went for a different nope. interpretation of the Brody character because he's not watching it last night. I realised he's he's not the hero. He's not the he's mm. not the brave guy. He's, he's terrified of drowning. He doesn't want to be in the water whatsoever. Mm. So he he's he's the sheriff and wants to look after his people who's kind of forced into this shark hunt uh-huh. Uh-huh. and this may be a controversial one I'm getting pretty woke here but I've recast Charlize Theron as Brody alright just because I feel as if obviously she can do the action stuff which isn't really needed in this film until the last kick up until you know the shark has destroyed the boat that's when Brody really kind of kicks into gear because, you know, it's this fight or flight, it's this, you know, mm. kill or be killed sort of thing. But the rest of the time he's looking after his family, he's worried about his kids, he's worried about the people on the beach, he's worried about, you know, he, this is his first summer there sort of thing. So he's, he's as, you know, 
fish out of water, so to speak. And I just think Charlize Theron has that sort of, I believe her looking out for the people in this town who are kind of giving her shit, so she's the, the underdog all the way through the film. Mm-hmm. And that's what, to me, that, that's what I see Brody as being. So I think he's not the guy you expect to be the hero and for most of the time he's not. So I just think Charlie mm-hmm. Theron brings a nice dynamic, especially when you bring in her and you know, a twenty twenty one Jaws, there's gonna be elements of sexism which is gonna mm-hmm. be relevant because she's the new sheriff in this town, you know, that's mm-hmm. had a sheriff for so long, you've got the old Quint Ed Harris and you've got these different dynamics of the, the different cast bringing into a kind of modern interpretation of Jaws and, and where they are in this small close-knit Amity Island and I just think mm-hmm. I just think she does it I just think she she brings what Brody needs to have brought and I couldn't think of yeah. a guy to do it <laughs> I think uh, yeah I kind of like that um, Charlize Theron's have a weird one and in, in, in for me like I think she's a good good actor but at the same time someone, I, I, I don't think she's done anything recently that's been like flexing or, or acting muscles at anything I've seen anyway yeah um, I mean I, I've mainly seen some of some of her more recent action stuff but like even those like Atomic Blonde and in, in, in The Old Guard which was most recently and I don't think she like acts in them so much you know yeah I've always just they kind of feel like phoned in performances to me um nah she's she's I think she's pretty good in Bombshell she was in that I think she got nominated for an Oscar for that oh yeah um, yeah she was good in Bombshell uh huh um, and yeah, and I, I I know I know what you're saying about the whole action thing, and I just think something like this is something that she would bring to make I people th- realize that she is still you know a decent actor because she doesn't she doesn't play her roles over the top, which is what Roy Scheider doesn't do in this either. He plays it very. There's no this is me being an actor, and that's what a lot of the actors in this. Obviously, you get Hooper, he's um he's uh. Uh, I'll catch it for you when he's eating his rice cake and bringing his nails down the chalkboard and then he gets his um, no Hooper sorry Quint when talking on the boat about all the people getting eaten by sharks that's kind of you know old school acting but everybody else plays it sort of natural plays it sort of straight and she does that even where more dramatic roles she always plays it pretty pretty level even though I've went and said that I have to admit that I almost also cast Amy Adams in this role because Amy Adams can do no wrong but Charlize Theron Mm. I'd be more interested in Amy Adams than Charlize Theron personally. Nah, I I just there's something because I believe Charlize Theron in the fight or flight more than I believe Amy Adams when she's you know she's just seen Quint get eaten in half by the shark and she's got to hit this this shot uh, for the air tank mm. and she's clinging onto dear life and the the railing. Then I, I see Charlize Theron in that in that setting mm-hmm. more so than I do Amy Adams, and that's the kind of that's the money shot of the film. That's where you've got to yeah. believe your Brody. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's a pretty decent lineup from the two of us. I'd, I'd say, yeah, definitely. That's I just need to do it under pressure. <laughs> that's all I we need. We said that last week. It's it's easy to do these films when it's films that we enjoy watching. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, because that's the problem when we pick films that are kind of like maybe just run of the mill or like oh I I remember that but I don't know much about yeah. it. Like so you don't have that strong an opinion. You can just go bam 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 bam. Or like, I for these other ones, you're just like, well, I don't know what other characteristics anyone could play that role, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. So, well, I mean, that kind of ties into we're going to. I think I think we've probably come across that with some of our more recent ones, where it is like the, 
you know, because we're doing this every week, and we're trying to think of new ones to do. So, uh, from from now on, I think what we're going to be doing is we're going to be doing a, a recasting catch every two weeks, and then every other alternate uh, alternating Tuesday will be a newscast like we've done before. Because the news is something as well that annoyingly, just because of the way that we record, like we we have like a, a we miss out and things, we're maybe a wee bit later and stuff like that. So then, this may allow us to to do shorter turnarounds like maybe like we're actually covering news that happened the day before or something like that but we'll just we'll just need to see how it goes but yeah the recasting couch won't be back next tuesday it'll be the newscast and then we'll be back the following week after that we're gonna be trying keeping it classics you know yeah. trying to think of some good ones yeah and then um but yeah if we're gonna run it through are we casting selection there i had toby jones as vaughn Haley joel osmond as hooper John C. Riley as Quinn and Daniel Craig as Brody. And I had Timothy Oliphant as Vaughn, Donald Glover as Hooper, Ed Harris as Quint, and Charlize Theron as Brody. Cracking, mate. Very. Big old set of jaws on that bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway, thanks everyone for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye.